welcome to another action-packed episode of Cineblokes. I'm your host, Benjamin Baker. I'm Kaylin Burrows. And thank you for having me. I'm Charles Blackman. Thank you. That's right. We've got a guest critic, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. That never happens. It never happens. It's always just, you know, two blokes sitting in a car, in a car park. Yeah. Making it awkward. Now we're standing. We're in a standing car park. in a car park, like. Yeah. Well, yeah. Now we're three blokes standing in a car park, yeah. doing a film review. Yeah. So we're going to review the film. We're just going to talk about the fact that we're all fucking standing here. No, I think we should just talk about where we are. Forget a film. Talk about how weird it is about a review that we're doing. Now, what I got myself into, you nutters. Let's talk about the movie. I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't even tell them we were going to do this. I was like, hey, come on, mate. We're going to see a film, and then all of a sudden we stick a microphone in his face. It's very yeah. weird. Tosses. Yeah. So, anyways, we have just come from the cinema. We have seen The Hitman's Bodyguard, starring Ryan Reynolds and Samuel Jackson. Yeah, we did. <laughs> so that's it. That's all you got. Review done. All right. Thank you. Uh, 3.5, you're welcome. It, ladies and gentlemen, it was a movie. <laughs> it was indeed a film. And it happened. And they filmed the whole thing. It was, yeah. it was great that they did that. All right. Well, that's not... I'm sorry, Charles. That's not usually how we okay, do it. Okay. We've usually got more going I on. I was hoping no, this I, wasn't it. Oh, he's fucking lying to you. It's absolutely I'm, I'm how every episode I, goes. I wanted him to be a part of it. I was very excited for him to, you know, come on and, you know, see what we yeah. do, Kaylin. Yeah, well, you got you got to tell someone. We just talk nonsense for 20 minutes. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm well, sorry. I left that part out. He didn't exactly sell it that way. All right, well. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right, look. So you're, just, you're bad. I, my, it's my bad. All right, you're right. You're right. It's me. It's on me. So, um, so I know, Kaylin, you were very excited for this film. I was very excited for it. Uh, probably more excited than any other film this year. Why? Based on the trailer. Uh, the trailer? Looked, uh, look, I love Ryan Reynolds. I love Samuel Jackson. Uh, the two of them in the trailers looked phenomenal together. Like, I, I don't know. I've just, I like the buddy cop thing, and this looked like it was going to be a lot of fun. And for the most part, it was. Right. Uh, you know, those two actually. Uh, I think they delivered everything that was promised. Sure. The film itself, however, right? Uh, I think we all can agree it was a bit, bit too long. Yeah. You know? Yes. So, do you want to just go through the regular motions? Sure. Plot. So, uh, you want to talk plot or casting first? I thought we do plot first, then casting. Uh, you know, we we fudge it up from here from time to You're time. You're trying to say I, we go both ways? I do. Uh, that's what I'm trying to. I didn't want to say. Then it, you, but make I'm it you, you make it a three way. You make it a three way, but it's not gay if it's a three way. So. That's what I've been told. No, is that not right? Well, I mean, not with these numbers. Oh, right. Yeah. So I, I always mean, get that mixed up. You know, Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, plot, right? So, uh, it's... Spoiler alert. Yeah, look, we're going to give you spoilers, and honestly, it's not that big a deal. This is not a Game of Thrones leaked episode. It's This is a buddy cop film starring yeah. two no, loudmouth stars. Ask, you know ask, what I mean? Let me ask both you gents on this one. So the moment that the uh, the mole appeared on screen, did you not know that he was the fucking mole? The right, minute right his the face game? showed up, it I was, was like, bloody obvious. No, the, the entire... minute the minute I saw his face, I was like, "Sir, that's, I've seen that's the guy. I've seen Queen of the South. I know who you are." Right, I know who you yeah. are in literally everything. You're typecast in everything yeah, right. as the same guy. How? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like you know you're gonna show Sean Bean in the first five minutes of the film <laughs> and pretend he's not gonna die horribly forty five minutes later. You know what I mean? Forty five yeah. is a bit generous. You mate. know it is. It is. It's a bit. It's a bit I was giving him the benefit a of the doubt. A little bit of time there. He should be dead already. Yeah. 
But the minute you see him, you're like, oh, he's the fucking yeah. mole. It, there's no but, question. But that's the type of movie it is. Where yeah, There's right. no really big surprises. You, yeah. They, like, they try to act like there is. Right. But there's not. Even down to the, uh, you know, who shot his I, client at the beginning yeah. of the movie. We all know right out the gate. You're like, yeah, yeah no, it's him. Right. It was absolutely him. Yeah. So, so as we go through this plot, I, I just want everyone to know that it, for, forget the spoilers that we're going to go through on this plot. Because honestly... It's not going to take away anything that you think you might enjoy about this film. If you're on board with this film, you're not on board for the plot, all right? You're not on board for the drama. You're not on board for the twists. You, you know, you're there for those yeah, actors, you, and that's it. If you go into this going, oh, just, I really hope for a good story. <laughs> if you care enough to, to drive yourself down to the theater, buy a ticket, you, you shouldn't care about the plot. You're going in to see Ryan Reynolds. You're going in to see Samuel Jackson and listen to the banter back and forth. Right. Yeah. That's it. That's, yeah. that's, that's what you signed up for. Really. So we don't feel bad for yeah. spoiling the film. I'm sorry. Just going to leave that, leave it up top. Yeah. Um, so it starts with, um, you know, uh, Samuel Jackson. No, actually, it starts with Ryan Reynolds. Sorry, I get those two mixed up. They look so much alike. <laughs> um, so it starts with Ryan Reynolds, uh, who is a AAA bodyguard, self-named, Executive I guess. protection Ex- specialist. Right. Uh, it's and a long title. Yeah. So he's protecting this high-profile client, and he's got all the angles covered, and he's meticulous, and he plans everything, and the client ends up dying anyway, right? Gunshot to the head, didn't see it coming, and he loses everything, right? So now he's basically babysitting drug addicts, you know, that might be involved in cases, okay? And all the while... Samuel Jackson is a high-profile witness to the president of Belarus who has committed horrible crimes against his own people. Played by Gary Oldman. Right, who I had no fucking idea was in this film. It was great. Are you serious? I had no idea. He was in the trailer. Didn't didn't know. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> totally missed it. It's an all-star cast for yeah. a very low-budget film, it yeah, seems. Yeah, no, his name showed up, and I was like, I'm sorry, what? Nobody he told me. He had absolutely nothing to do that weekend. <laughs> And it was like, you know what? Let's call Sirius Black. That's that's what we'll do on this one. Uh, you know, it, it was, there was definitely something in him. Which, you know, I haven't played a Russian in a very long time. And so you just, I, I, I'm going to brush no, up on my we, accent. We did reach a point in the film where I was thinking, I was like, is he still in this? <laughs> is he coming back? He was gone for a very long time. Yeah, yeah, no, so, he, yeah so he basically plays a war criminal who's on trial for his crimes. But... All the evidence against him is circumstantial. And there's only one person who happens to be Samuel Jackson, who's a hitman, who did some work for him, that has, you know, hard evidence that this man is, in fact, a war criminal. Uh, so they give him a time limit and they say, look, prosecution, you've got to produce this witness by 5 p.m. on this day. If he doesn't show up, we've got to let this crazy bastard go free. Uh, so lo and behold, obviously, there's a mole inside Interpol. They find out where he is. Uh, this girl played by Elodie Young, who also had no fucking clue she was in this film, had no idea Electra was in here. I would have been on board even harder, you know. So she shows up. She's supposed to be the person that's supposed to guard Samuel Jackson. She realizes there's somebody who's a mole in Interpol, and who can she call that she knows is gonna be reliable? None other than Ryan Reynolds. I really wanted to infuriate you right then when you were like, Electra, and I was like, oh, don't you mean Jennifer Garner? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Caitlin, that's not what I meant. Oh, all That's right. not so, your favourite Electra. No, no, I know there's only two, and she's not my favourite. Wow. 
Well, you had a giant pool to pick from, so. I, you know, it, it was a hard, look, Charles, it was a very hard choice. It was, it was tough, but I'm going to go with a load of young on this one. Just, <laughs> right. just a bit. Right, right. right. Uh, so anyway, so she phones up Ryan Reynolds, uh, who humorously has her in his contact list as pure evil, which I love. I thought it was funny. Um, but we'll get to the humor later. Uh, so she phones him up. He reluctantly comes and then finds out that it's this hitman that they've had long history yeah. with of, you know, him trying to kill Ryan Reynolds' clients and Ryan Reynolds trying to keep his clients alive. So they've had tons of back and forth and he discovers that he's got to keep this man alive, even though he's tried to kill him numerous times. Kincaid. And then, Kincaid. Kincaid. Yeah, I've been right. trying to think of his name because it was so not important. And now I'm like, oh, Samuel Jackson had a fucking name. I'm going to be honest. Don't remember Ryan Reynolds' name. I have no idea what it is. How is it not important? He has a, like a monologue about it at the end with the courts. Is your name this? No, it's actually this. But I'm going to tell you all about it. Was yeah. real? That and was... once again, you're talking about plot in a movie where I don't give a fuck about yeah. plot. Yeah, yeah, no, he's right. It was he's one of those reasons right. where you're like... His name this... was a part of the plot. I don't care. Yeah. Don't care. Tell me no. Ryan Reynolds' name in the film. Uh, it was Guy. Guy, the guy... Next, exactly. next to Kincaid. Yep. So Guy has to protect Kincaid. <laughs> I think his name was Ryan, actually. It might have been. Who it, fucking knows? No, it wasn't. But <laughs> it was. So, anyways, I know they said it a, a bunch oh, of times. Oh, of course, I'm sure they did. I I don't remember. Um, but yeah, so basically, they get paired together, and uh, yeah, and hilarity and then, ensues. And then hilarity ensues, along with action and lots of shit gets blown up. Yeah. Um, and honestly, that's basically the plot of the film. There's not. If you're looking for more, that's pretty much it. That's yeah. that's how the film unfolds. Yeah, there's some romance sprinkled over the top. Sure, you know. Very, How'd you meet your girlfriend? Lightly. Well, let me show you in in flashback. Oh, yeah. in a bar. Yeah, yeah. Hey, the flashbacks had a great soundtrack though, didn't they? They, they sure oh, did. Yeah. And honestly, they were some of the better action sequences of the film. <laughs> well, that's because they shot them in slow motion. So. Honestly, I could watch a load of Young and Summer Hayek kick ass all day long. I, I could watch that forever. Um, so, you know, Selma Hayek is also in this film, like we said, vastly underused, uh, who plays uh, Kincaid's girl, uh, girlfriend, wife. Wife, wife. Uh, yeah, wife. I wasn't paying attention. Um, plays, uh, plays the wife, uh, who is basically his motivation for everything that he's doing. So the only reason that he's cooperating with Interpol is because she gets to go free. Um, and that's it. Outside of that, he doesn't give a fuck. He just only cares about his wife. Um, and that's a big motivating factor is, you know, you kind of see these buddy cops go on that love is, you know, the reason they do all things and it's silly, but you know, it's, that's what you get when you watch a buddy cop film. What do you want? Look, one's a hitman. All right. You gotta, you gotta make it friendly in some way, I suppose. You know, he's doing it all for love. But the problem, they need him to be in court in four hours. Was it four? I, at, at some one point, point, it was like two days at first, wasn't it? Or a day? They had like one day. But when they when they foot stomp it, it's about four hours. Well, but the, yeah, pr- when at they that, start at, doing the countdown, right? There's four hours. At yeah. that point, it still felt like four hours in the theater. <laughs> that was the problem I had with the film. When it first started, I was on board, I was engaged, yeah. and I just stopped caring around the four hour mark. Yeah. So uh, just fucking let him go free for hate crimes, sure. Well, Who cares at this point? I mean, as, as, long as, he, as long as he can talk to Ryan Reynolds, yeah, it's, yeah. it's fine. So, should, let's, should we talk, uh, I don't know, where do you want to go from here? 
Well, fortunately, you, you fucking tell me. Gary Oldman, I would say, fortunately had about 200 expendable people on his payroll to be killed while they talk on their way to court. That's, that's that, true. That, that's pretty much the plot he of did, the last he did hour. Have a lot of things. A lot of people to murder yeah. as they make their way Selflessly, the by line. the way. They was just like, yeah, no, this, we, we'll follow him wherever. <laughs> oh, captain, my captain. Once more into the breach. Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, so I guess um, casting is where we usually oh, go. All right, from there. so let's go to casting, you, and we can talk about the issues. Have you not done this show before? Uh, this is the first time I've ever done this. I I, I invited Charles, and <laughs> I was like, "Look, I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe we'll see a film. Maybe we'll do a review. Who knows?" Well, thank you for helping me not feel like the new guy. You're but welcome. I mean, it's not every anything can happen Thursday. It's fucking. <laughs> You brought me into the fold. When did I become the professional one? I'm sorry, look, do you know what? I was thinking the other day, fuck, I miss Nigel. I haven't heard from him in a long time. That's just fucking hurtful right there. (laughs) He's all raising sheep. I haven't heard from him in a minute. Well, you know, you drove him away. I did. It was not my fault. Some fucker that made a movie drove him away and ruined his love for film. That is not on me. Yeah. All right, anyways. So, so casting. Right. Gents, uh, so what what do you think of, of our two leads... They are, to me, personally, they are the highlight of the film. They, you know, if, like we said up top, you know, you don't go to see this film for the plot. You go to see two of some of the best quip artists in the game quip back and forth between each other. That's, that's why they were paired together. You, you go to see Samuel Jackson say motherfucker and Ryan Reynolds Say whatever the fuck it is that he says. That's that's what you go for. And honestly, right. those two 100% live up to the hype. Every time those two are paired together, they are the highlight of the film. Do you, uh, tra- can I call you Charlie? You, uh, no. <laughs> um, All right, so- I would say yes. It was beautiful to see Riggs and Myrtle on screen together again. Um, in, in 2017, it was, it was beautiful. I didn't even know Danny Glover was still working, so... It was. Oh, that's just racist. That, that, yeah, right. Well, I can say it because I'm the black guy you invited <laughs> on the show. But no, it was very much buddy cop, right? Yeah, right. right. Yeah, and, and and if if they just stuck with that, they nailed it. But as soon as they tried to make it a real thing, yeah, ah, it got a little wonky. And I I would agree. So while we're talking about casting and kind of putting it up against the plot. Those two leads, absolutely, they are the strongest part. They are the strongest part of the film, and it's if that is your motivating factor for seeing this film, honestly, do it because they have some yeah. great banter. You will laugh. Yeah, a no, lot. you absolutely will. However, the plot does not do them enough service because they try to muddle it and they try to. Uh, there's too often times that they try to stray away from the buddy cup formula and they try to stretch it out a bit, and it it honestly makes the film feel much longer than it needs to. And they separate the two leads way too much in this film. You know, they are... The film is strongest when they're together. Whatever it is they're doing, it doesn't matter. Whether they're talking shit to each other, whether they're fighting other people, no matter what's going on, as long as they're together, the film is at its strongest. But the film does so much work in trying to move them and make them do separate things as if to, like highlight their action and it's like well no i want to see them together that's why i showed up to this film so you know as far as casting goes yeah they nailed it but the film does a, a great bit of deal to kind of take them away from their strengths all right yeah okay and i, I mean i agree with uh, with charlie over here about uh, 
They're calling it Riggs and Murtaugh because that basically was a reverse. No, it's exactly what it was. Except, except Samuel L. Jackson was Mel Gibson. Yeah. And Ryan Reynolds was Danny Glover in this situation. They did just do a race reversal. Yes, <laughs> that's all it was. But, I mean, it was very fun. And right. like you said, they're great on screen together. Now, I don't necessarily have a problem with the dramatic stuff they tried to add in because all buddy cop films do that. Sure. Lethal Weapon, you know, it's, there's all some drama that they add in but there. Lethal but Lethal Weapon would add a saxophone and make it seem kind of, you know, nice. Yeah. No, what I was getting to is that this was too, it was too drawn out. Yeah, right. Right, you know, yeah, um, and so where do we go from here? So Salma Hayek, oh yeah, she was in this. I, look, a little bit. She she is an attractive lady. Yeah, right. I don't think I've ever seen her so hot in my life. And I love Everly. <laughs> That's just her and a knight in a machine gun for ninety minutes. And I love that film. Was it just because she was a bad girl in this? Uh, yeah. That, does that work both yeah. ways? You just so, want... Look, she basically channels her inner Samuel Jackson for a good minute and a half of just straight monologue. And you're like, I want to see more of this, please. Just her ranting in her best Samuel Jackson. I want to see this all the fucking time. It's like, why wasn't this your personality in Desperado? <laughs> it would have been great. She's so hot. Oh. Don't talk bad about her. Um, but no, you're, you're absolutely right. It was one of those, she is so criminally underused. You know, she, she pops on screen for a handful of moments and that's it. That's all you get. And one of the, one of those moments that you talked about was the flashback sequence to when her and Samuel Jackson first meet. It's the only time we get to see her doing any bit of action. It's all in slow-mo. And like I said, I've seen her in countless films before. And yeah, I've always known she's attractive. But that slow-mo shot where he's looking at her and they flashed to her. I was like, oh, hello, who are you? You know what I mean? Like, it was like I'd never seen her before. It is done very well. And it's honestly, it's a crime that they did not use her more. Uh, because the times that they do are fantastic. It's some of the best I've ever seen her. And I am a diehard fan of, of what she does. Uh, and I was, I was honestly sad yeah. that they didn't like, use her Criminally enough. underused. Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, and then you've got Elodie Young, uh, who, you know. Honestly, it could have been anyone. It, it, it could have been. Yeah, I, she's, you know, run of the mill heroin kind of, not heroin, not drugs, sorry. No. Um, you know. <laughs> You know what I mean. But you mean heroine, female hero. Yes, a female hero. Yeah. Or, or what should just be called a hero. Right, yeah, right, yes. So, so run-of-the-mill hero. bastard. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> sorry. <laughs> drugs on the brain. Um, yeah, a bit of nose up today. Sorry, it's, is it still white? Um, but yeah, so uh, what's correct? I will say one problem that I did have at the end of this film, and I don't know if you two feel the same way, but there's this moment where she sort of figures out who the mole is. She goes after him and she confronts him and then they have a tussle and she one-ups him, then he one-ups her and I was like, oh, she's going she's gonna to handle it. But then she has to be fucking saved. Yeah, it was a bit disrespectful to her, don't you think? Yeah. Uh, you know, she's not... Because throughout the film, she's not really, uh, you know, she's not a damsel in distress at all. The only reason she even calls Ryan is because... She's all alone and she doesn't have anybody else that can help her do this. You know what I mean? Like, she lost all of her team and she needs a team member right, to help her with this. she knows there's a mole. So, right. Yeah. So, she's going to go handle this mole situation while Ryan Reynolds keeps this man alive. She says that, that that's what you're best at. Let me go figure it out on this end. 
Um, and so for them to kind of cheapen what she does, you know, I would have liked it a lot better if she would have just taken out the mole. It would have made a lot more sense. It was a horribly choreographed fight anyway. Yeah. Like, they would show it, and she was winning, she was losing, and then there was this awkward moment where she swung at him, and it looked like he forgot he was supposed to get hit, <laughs> and then they just went to some other shit. It was, it was, it was fucking weird. Yeah. Also... He'd been stabbed in the fucking hand previously. There's no reason she shouldn't have just been able to grab his hand and he would have winced. You saw when he got stabbed in the first place. Yeah, that's like right. a bitch. But yeah. you know? the movie forces you to forget that sort of thing because ah, yeah, Samuel Jackson got shot in the leg and he hobbled the entire film. Also, he did limp the entire time. Can we say, that? just look, it's a great way to, you know, it's no secret, Sam's getting old, right? So... Yeah. To make it more believable, Bullshit. We'll shoot him in the leg. <laughs> so give him a limp so it'll slow him down a bit. No, because the first thing he does when they open the door is jump down like Captain America. Yeah. No. It was not buying it. Not buying it. I don't care. That was fucking hilarious. It was great. Well, we're going to we get to that. Cause... Who of you bought that with Samuel L. Jackson don't jumping care. in the stairwell? Don't care. Loved it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so what's uh, really just Gary Oldman really, beyond that yeah as far as casting goes and um, again blinking you miss him yeah he's you know uh, look. Until, until the end when he turns into Hitler or whatever in the courtroom <laughs> that's true he does uh, look nobody, I am the law yeah pretty much <laughs> nobody does Gary Oldman like fucking Gary Oldman uh, it's just it's just fact and it, it was clear that he was like oh I just want to brush up on my Russian do you have a film I can be in and they were like, hey, actually, we've got a batshit crazy Belarusian that, you know, you might want to play. I'll do it. <laughs> so within a year and a half, we're getting a really, really good Gary Oldman project. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Russian Gary. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no. No, because you've already seen it because he's going to be fucking Winston Churchill <laughs> by the end of this year. So he was just brushing up on his accent training. So that he could, that's no. it, that's but all see, it was. See, this this was the paycheck film so that he could go do his more artsy films is what it was. That's what's happening here. Are you saying Oscars don't pay? Is that what you're saying? That's pretty much what I'm saying. <laughs> right, yeah. Because he's going to win one. He's, he's going to get nominated every, at least. Look, everyone knows that once you've won an Academy Award, your career's dead from that point <laughs> on. That's basically what it sums up. That, you don't believe me? Snow dogs. All right, so let's <laughs> let's just... It's a tour de force of film. It's trending on I, Netflix. I, Stop it. Nobody's showing him the money anymore is what I'm saying. All right? So, all right. So. <laughs> they're not making Radio 2. No. no. No, they're not. It's not a franchise. <laughs> no. I mean, who knows? They're running out of fucking ideas. Yeah, Maybe they will. They, they might remake it with him. With him. Who knows? <laughs> well, so they'll get his lesser successful brother or whatever, you know. <laughs> anyway, so. Very far off. Anyways. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean that's pretty much it for the casting. Yeah, I mean, everybody else is one of them. There's nobody else you really some faces need you might recognise, yeah. but other than that, that's that's it. But yeah. I mean, everyone did well with what they were given. Sure, it's just they weren't necessarily given a whole lot. So. Yeah, right. Um, action. Sure. So, uh, the <laughs> Great one than thing, terrible. <laughs> yeah, the one yeah. thing this film taught me is that bulletproof vests don't do dick. So uh, that first sequence with all the SWAT guys right at the yeah. Interpol. They just got mowed through their vests, so they get hit square mass and just blood. And you were yeah. like, "That's I don't think that vest is doing what it's supposed to do." <laughs> is that cotton? What's that? Just, just for looks. These are show vests. We just want to look intimidating. 
there's no there's no practical purpose. Yeah, it's you know there's there's a lot of action in this film. Um, the the issue that I had is that some of it feels so run of the mill and so drawn out that it, it doesn't really hold up. You, you, there are a number of action sequences in this film that if you needed to, you can completely remove them and it wouldn't change any aspect of the film at all. Um, you know, there's some great ones, you know, honestly, that opening scene, as much as, you know, you want to talk about the bulletproof vest, you know, the attack on Kincaid right out the gate, it's a very good action sequence. It's done very well. Anytime you see Ryan Reynolds and Samuel Jackson fighting together, you know, it's very fun. The up close hand to hand combat done very well. There's a number of, there's a one, there's one moment where, you know, they, like in all buddy cop films, there's a conflict between them, right? And they go their separate ways. And there's this great moment where Ryan is like, I'm not going to protect him anymore. Fuck that guy. And he's sitting in an open bar outside, just getting hammered on tequila or whatever the fuck. And everything is going apeshit around him. Samuel Jackson is out there just blowing stuff up. And he just refu- he's just sitting there drinking. And it's honestly one of the better action sequences in the film and you don't really even see much um so those kinds of moments are where the film is at its best see i wouldn't even call that a good action sequence to me that was just one of the better comedic sequences you know i I guess i mean it it does kind of cut back and forth between the two and i don't think it would have been effective if you didn't have that because you've got to see what he's doing but i will agree that once you get past that... Yeah, that transitions into one of the longest drawn-out action sequences. Right, where not a lot happens, and it's basically just a chase scene. I mean, they wrecked a lot of cars. Yeah, right, and there's a boat. The cars were doing their own thing. The whole scene was so we could see Kincaid successfully drive a boat. That's all the scene was about. Right, yeah. Look, and I didn't know Samuel Jackson had that in his wheelhouse to do. So, yeah. Also, can we talk about the fact... That right at the end, when Ryan sort of saves his life with the guy with the rocket, uh, that the rocket goes into a car that was fucking driving, <laughs> which means there's two dead people, maybe more, and he just fucking ignores that and looks off at Samuel Did they like, take you out the I got you back, I got they, you back. Did they take you out of the film? It absolutely took me out maybe of the film. Maybe they were film. bad guys. No, no. All the bad guys were driving black SUVs. This was like Marv or... <laughs> Some sort of cream colour. I don't fucking know. It just... It was so not... This, this is the kind of car that Ryan Reynolds would want to take as an undercover car. Yes. If he needed, yes. Right. And it was... If it was just, like, parked on the street. But it was... I'm pretty sure it was in fucking motion when it blew up. And I don't, that was all I could think about was, like, did he just murder those people? They were going to the market. So that he could save Sam Jackson? Oh, shit. Well, he's unkillable. Yeah. The thing. yeah right. That's why. Uh, yeah, so there, there are a lot of moments like that where, you know, there's there's good action followed by not-so-great action that just drags. You know, there's this film could have been cut down significantly, and it still honestly would have had the same effect. By four hours. Four hours of my life. How long? It's not the fucking Titanic. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It was pretty fucking long. Now, pretty fucking long. Now, because you felt it was so long, what what sort of action sequences did you appreciate, or if appreciate at all? Appreciate the first hour. The action was great. The boat scene way too long. The court proceeding turned into an episode of Law and Order with right. Gary Oldman. <laughs> it's just too long. It's far too long, and they could have. I feel like they were trying to make it a franchise, possibly a sequel if it did well. 
maybe, that was quite unnecessary. I, I think they just lost their way of what they were trying to do. I think there was a lot of, um, oh, we should do this. And then no one, there was nobody that was like, that's probably a bad idea. Well, it was really, really them trying to make these two who were at odds, who was, you know, enemies to start. They really want to make them friends by the end of it. And I feel like maybe they tried too hard in that yeah, regard to make right. that happen. Right. Yeah, the project I, is pitched as, we'll make them talk. That's the selling point of the film. Sure. After that, there's nothing tangible for the audience to like. Yeah, and there's yeah, there's a lot of gaps and there's a lot of things uh, as far as action goes. It, it does. Honestly, the film feel, feels longer than it needs to be. I, I, I will yeah. agree with that. And, I mean, there's a couple of sequences, like you said, that just didn't need to be there. There's, yeah. a, there's one sequence where they're on, like, a deserted road and they have, like, a just the briefest little shootout right and that sequence was rather long and while it had some humor to it did we need it yeah i mean other than to get them on a bus full of nuns no we didn't but the fucking car could have broke down for well you know yeah no, or they needed right. to switch vehicles there could have been a reason that we didn't you know have to have that yeah and all it was to, you know i don't know yeah. so no, I, I agree the I, uh, I do I do agree the first uh, I don't know if it's just the first hour but the first handful of action sequences were the best even in the beginning I have to say uh, no name agent who gets his nose busted by Sam Jackson he had a standout moment in that first fight and I was like oh this guy's got some moves and then his next move was to get shot in the face <laughs> so but before that he was. I was like, he's doing very well. <laughs> he should get promoted. All, all things considered, he's still alive. Oh, no, he's Promote not. that yeah. man. Yeah. Oh, he, he hopped out. He was taking guys down. He did that thing with the car and put the car out and then shot some more guys. I was like, yeah, no, he, yeah, he's good. He's good. But he wasn't that good. No. So it Nobody really is. Yeah. It became labored. There was always two cars in the dark to go, there they are, on the perfect street. Yeah, and uh, yeah. it happened at least four times, five times. Yeah, yeah no, it, it, more, way too much, it more a, than it should have. There was a lot of people watching people watching people in this. A, a We've lot. got them. Yeah, because the last three guys Somebody didn't have them. Me. Yeah, at what point is your when uh, his his let's call him main henchman number one, I guess, uh, where he failed to get him like three times, and he's like, "No, if God wants someone dead, he'll get him dead." And then the, didn't have so a lot of like, What if God doesn't want him dead? Activate Plan B. <laughs> so you already didn't have faith in him that you had a Plan B in place. Yeah, and also, uh, why did my? Why, uh, and no, actually, that mean. and that twat dies in one of the most stupid fight yeah, sequences no, of the whole movie. Yeah, no, I right. agree. The, uh, the, I agree. In the hardware store. Yeah. It, it was dumb. That was... And it... Uh, honestly, honestly, a better film, a better film would have come down to Samuel Jackson has to chase Gary Oldman because he makes his great escape. He leaves bodyguard number one to fight bodyguard number one. They have it out. They have it out. And in the end, everybody comes up. Yeah. Like, that's, you know, that's the typical buddy cop kind of thing where, like, each, each cop whatever, has their person that they Look, need to fight. And it just... I don't even have a problem with the fact that he had the fight earlier in the film. My problem is, why did his character turn into a retard all of a sudden? Yeah, right. Did you notice that? Like, he was... Yeah. It, Ryan's been a badass this whole time, and then suddenly he's like, oh my God, don't hit me! You know? And it was like, <laughs> what is happening to you? 
I mean, I know you got thrown through a windshield, which also was fucking ridiculous. <laughs> but whatever, you know. He was it, fine. Yeah. But it was funny. It was for comedic effect. But it was funny. He ran down a flight of stairs immediately following going through a windshield. Don't care. It was funny. <laughs> you know, and the that sequence, I can forgive. And old Charlie over here mentioned earlier with, with Sam Jackson where he goes fucking flying down the stairs and took... But it was funny. Right after no, he been shot he in got the shot in the leg. fucking leg and all of a sudden you're the winter soldier. Yeah. Don't care. It was funny. Kincaid, Bucky Barnes. I don't get, he laughed no. at the end. It and was look, great. And that was a good action sequence, but it was sort of like, no, he's he's been limping. How the fuck did he just ninja that shit? It took me out of the film. It no, took see, me all those, the way out of the film. This is, my, this is my thing. Those types of moments, I don't care when they're done for comedic effect because this film is not meant to be taken seriously. So, yes, your characters and your stars are going to be superheroes. They just are. That's that's yeah. the price you pay well, for watching a buddy cop film. That's an action film. Uh, yeah. That's just an action film. So, those kinds of things... Danny Glover never... Those... Shut up. Those he kinds jumped of in things. the fucking tub let the toilet fly outside. I don't care if he's too old for this shit, all right? <laughs> Look, the point is those kinds of things don't take me out of it. As long as... As long as the characters know that they're ridiculous, then I'm I'm on board. Those things don't bother me. What bothers me is when you've got long drawn out action sequences that completely disobey how a buddy cop film should be done. So now you've got typical buddy cop tropes with things that shouldn't exist in a buddy cop film and you're trying to make them both work at the same time. And now you can pick and choose. You can be like, okay, well now this crazy stupid i'm gonna jump out of a building after i just got shot that doesn't work for me because you tried to sell me this or you tried to sell me this i love you know the jumping out the window you know what i mean i completely forgot about that that's not even what we was talking about right. we were talking about where he takes the guys out in the stairway no i forgot that he jumped off the fucking building <laughs> and then immediately got right up afterwards and was like yeah no i'm fine i'm good i'm fucking i'm nick fury bitch <laughs> I would have loved for him to say that. I would have sealed the deal. That would have been a 5.5. He even had a moment just like Nick Fury where he was trapped in a car. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I mean, look, that's why I signed up for this. To yeah, see, no, one, to yeah, see Deadpool team up with Nick Fury. Yeah, no, it, look. And this it. was a beautiful prequel to Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, so, it really was. Yeah, it was. Uh, and we knew it was going to be. So I, I would say that the strengths of this film are very strong, but. They're not strong enough to make you not realize the weaknesses. That's that's yeah. how I, you know, kind of view it. And the action sequences that are done well are done very well. Yes. And then the ones that aren't done so well, I wouldn't say they're terrible, but they, they do have you kind of checking your wrist going, yes. are we done yet? Are we yeah. fucking done yet? So, yeah. Any uh, movie that makes me want to check my watch... Nah, not a fan. Yeah, no, I, a fan. I understand. Yeah. And definitely, I would say in the last half hour, it was like... Yeah, there's the last is, 30, we, 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah, that last little bit where you're like, all right, we don't need the, we don't need the yeah. return of the king. Just, right, about the time, just in the film. Really about the time where Sam Jackson takes his little excursion to drop flowers off at the bell tower across <laughs> yeah. from his wife's prison. Yes. That That's about was like, shouldn't we be getting to more shooting? <laughs> yeah, some, I think you've got a court date, mate. There's some important shit going on here. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so yeah, should we? Yeah. We should rate it. Yeah. I suppose we should. All right. Who's going first? Now, what's the rating system here? <laughs> so it's real simple. All right. It's one out of five. Okay. 
and right. we usually pick some sort of arbitrary thing from the film that's a bit silly to rate it. So for me, for example, I'm going to give this film, uh, I'm, I may, may feel a little higher than you're expecting, but I'm actually giving it 3.75 singing nuns out of five. All right. For this, because honestly, I did enjoy it. It's like I said, it just felt a little bit too long, and yeah. and like we discussed, some of the action sequences just were a little too drawn sure. out. But overall, I enjoyed it. So I I am going to give it. I'm going to give it three point five. Other people saying Samuel Jackson motherfuckers. Uh, and I've I've got the same sentiment where the like I said the strengths of the film are enough for me to enjoy it, but the weaknesses are not enough for me to love the film. Yeah, fair. I'm going to give it two and a half. I hate you. You're never allowed on this. Two and a half nail guns that are full in a hardware <laughs> store for no fucking reason on the shelf because of the length. I I wanted to love this film for what it was. <laughs> But there became a point, I was like, I would buy this. I would put it on my shelf, I would watch it, yeah. and then it turned into, I don't want it. So, so what, what Charlie's talking about is that it's the fight scene with Ryan Reynolds and, we didn't even and main henchman shit. bad guy number one. But at one point, he, he just shoots him with a nail gun that's on a shelf that's fully that's loaded. That's fucking full. Also, that's for sale. Also, why did he shoot it once and then he threw it at him? And then he caught it and threw it back. It was, look, it's one of the, it's, no, it is hands it, down yep, yep. the no, dumbest fight in the and, movie. And I'm going to give Charlie credit here because that is exactly how we rate films. Yes. Nailed it. I'll see what you I did there. Huh? Huh? That's great. I got puns. All right. Well, this has been Cineblokes. I'm Benjamin Baker. I'm Kaylin Burrows. And I'm Charles Blackman. And we will see you after the next film. Thank you.